We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Ladies and gentlemen, Roto Grinders, welcome back to the DFS Weekly Roundup, the Week 8 Roundup. My name is Alex Dunlap, here as always with CJ Kaltenbach, the Siege DFS. Uh, I am the Editor-in-Chief at RosterWatch.com. I'm the host of RosterWatch on SiriusXM, Fantasy Sports Radio, and the RosterWatch Podcast. Of course, you know the Siege from all of his work here on Grinders Live and at Roto Grinders. Uh, Siege... Bunch to get to this week, man. I can already tell you're on major tilt about this weather. (laughs) What what are we even going to talk about? (laughs) We're going to talk about weather, 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 and more weather. Uh, (laughs) I hope not. I don't don't know a thing about the weather. Well, you should. But if you don't, then we should talk to you about why weather matters. Like, like, as soon as you get above 15 miles an hour in terms of wind, the passing offenses decrease dramatically. And so uh, we're going to have that in a bunch of spots this weekend, potentially. So, yeah, it, it's something that you absolutely should be considering in your lineups this week. No, no, I'm not saying I, I'm just I'm saying I'm, I'm not a weatherman like Kevin Roth. I don't I don't know what the weather is going to be or anything. It just seems like, man, we get in these spots where we worry about the weather and sometimes Sunday morning creeps around and it's not as big a deal. So 
I think we just need not kind of need to talk through the slate, you know, with what we think is going to happen. And then just let everybody know that, you know, well, let's just get, I mean, what do you think it, it is? What is the, what is the Mason like, Dixon like for win? It's not one game. It's like the entire East coast. It's new England. It's, it's the jets. It's Washington. It's Philadelphia. It's Tampa. Like there's this huge storm off the East coast. that's just bringing wins in everywhere. So it's not like it's like one or two games where, you know, like, okay, we don't have to worry about it. Like we have nine games on the main slate, I think. Like yeah. nine, ten games on the main slate. And like half of them have win concerns. So that's a big factor. All right. So before we get into it, and everybody knows what we do here, here on the show, on the weekly roundup, we're going to take six clips from all of the shows during the week, different podcasts in the Roto Grinders podcast feed, the different shows here on Grinders Live. We're going to play those takes for you guys. We're going to kind of review them, hash them out, go over them, and give our thoughts. But before we get into that, just, just like – See, what is your – is there one of these games you're most worried about? Is there any that – because we are talking about it before the show. It seemed like – what was it? In New York, there was there was like the highest possible sustained wins. Was that it or was it Philly the highest possible sustained Tampa. wins? Tampa. Tampa is the problem. Tampa. Yeah, that, that, that looks like that's going to be the problem source. And that's a very good game. That and this is going to be a great – there's a lot of great – possibly great plays in that game. It makes you think that – I wonder if we might see any ownership kind of go to maybe go to like Doug Martin or 5,400 or some of these running backs because, you know, you need all the salary help that you can get. People might get scared off because of the wins. Um, in, in, in general, do you get scared off because of rain? I don't get scared off because of rain. Nope. It's, it's just nope. the wins I care just about. Just the wins. Um, now, downpours, I will downgrade slightly, but no, it's, it's mostly just wind. But let's get to the first tank. Here we go. Uh, first take here. And well, the reason I wanted to ask is, is this first take does involve one of these games where there will be wind and rain. This one comes from uh, this one comes from the DFS OGs, which is a podcast with uh, Chris Prince, Beer, um, Notorious and Head Chopper. It comes out on Wednesdays on the Roto Grinders podcast feed. Uh, this is Beer talking about Chris or, or I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, this is Chris Prince talking about Carson Wentz and whether or not he's going to be popular this week or whether he might be a contrarian option. Wentz is interesting. Derek, you mentioned the FanDuel price. You know, he's, he's kind of down there, 7,900. I think that's going to make him super popular. But DraftKings, it's tight. Brady, 76. Dak, 73. Wentz, 72. Breeze, 7,000. As crazy as it sounds, I think Carson Wentz could be contrarian on DraftKings. You know, if people are going to pay 72 for Wentz, why not go up and pay 400 more for Tom Brady? So what do you guys think of that? It, it, or will, will he still have traction? Will he still have ownership coming off of that big game? Derek? I think it'll depend on the value. I mean, there's not a lot of great value so far, so I think a lot of people will look to pay down a quarterback like they do on most weeks. And if that's the case, I think we could see, uh, you know, 15%, maybe less uh, on wins. Chop, what do you think? Yeah, I think him and Brady will both oh, – first of all, in, in the NFL over there on DraftKings – Quarterback ownership is spread out so much unless there's like an obvious guy like like when uh, Deshaun Watson was super underpriced and had those big games in a row, people stopped, flocked on him one week. Otherwise, it's pretty spread out anyway. So a guy like Wentz and Brady being high priced are going to be contrarian anyway. So I think it's both great great options in tournaments. All right. It just Wentz is let's four, six, seventh on FanDuel. So I think he stands out like a sore thumb over there. But DraftKings, tighter pricing. Prices are closer together. I think he's more of an interesting play over there uh, as far as tournaments go. Okay, so that was Beer. Uh, he said that Wentz costs enough. I think he's 70, 
270, uh, maybe 7,300, but somewhere right in there, just over 7K. He says he cost enough to where he's going to be, he thinks he's going to be under-owned. Um, head Chopper talked there after him saying he's not as concerned, says the quarterback ownership's always spread out on DraftKings. Just what, what's your general thoughts on uh, Carson Wentz this week, Siege? I think it'll be pretty popular, assuming the wind doesn't get out of control. It's a situation where I just won't play a guy who has been on a heater like that. His price is too too high. This is a San Francisco D that can give up tons of yards to the pass and the run. I think this is a good week for Philly to try to get their run game going. If they want to be a real contender, they're going to have to learn how to run the football. I think the 49ers give them a good opportunity to work on that game. I think you'll see a bunch of blunt. I think you'll see a bunch of small wood, like, don't get me wrong. I think Wentz will throw a touchdown or two. I just don't see three or four being a probable outcome this week uh, in, a, in a blowout game like this. So I get it. He's contrarian. But I, I think there's other some good other contrarian guys that cost less uh, that are in better spots uh, that I want to be focused on this week. Well, I mean, I love Wentz. But it's just I love trying to – and it's, it's going to depend on the weather. I love trying to pair him up with with, with Alshon on, on DraftKings. I think this is – I think this is the spot where if you're going to use Alshon, if he's going to go big, this is the week he's going to do it. I just I find myself having trouble paying up a quarterback this week. And I think that's probably Beer's point. You know, I think a lot of people are going to look, be looking to pay down. Do you think everybody's going to be paying down to Andy Dalton? I think that's going to be a place people want to go. Um, I, I get the Andy Dalton thing. Like, he feels safe. He feels like he's not going to ever just completely destroy you at this spot. I just – I don't know. It's Andy Dalton. Like I, I get it. I've heard buzz on John Ross this week. Now it's just like, and all I know is that people want to play AJ green, LaFell Ross and Bijou Mixon. Like there's not enough points for, to go around. No, I mean, I get it, but I, I think that I, I think that there's merit to wanting to play any of those guys. I, you know, Joe Mixon's one of the guys we're going to talk about here. So we'll, we'll save that for later, but John Ross, they're saying that, I mean, John Ross is the nuclear. John Ross is a he is sick. He is sick. Marvin Lewis just doesn't sick. play. He's, sick. He's outed. That's fine, but Marvin Lewis doesn't let rookies play. He doesn't so does, play. All right. Well, then we're going to get to that whenever we talk about Joe Mixon. <laughs> because it's looking to me like Joe Mixon's going to be chalky. And uh, Jamino's uh, latest ownership has him as, as, as being chalky. He's going to be a pay down guy. Um, but I, I think that. I think that as far as here with Carson Wentz, uh, Siege and I are kind of in the same spot. You like him. He's probably going to throw some touchdowns. It's awfully, awfully hard to pay up. If it's, if it's raining and the wind's blowing. And I kind I just of like, I like some other games better. I think we're going to talk about one of them. If not, we'll, we'll definitely get to it at the end. One, one more question about Philly. Um, do you – I hear a lot of talk about LeGarrette Blunt, but on a side like DraftKings oh. where you get a point per reception. LeGarrette – it's Wendell Smallwood. Wendell Smallwood. Yeah. Like, they're going to get him involved. Like, they've got to get that running game figured out. Like, that's actually a pay-down guy that I'm really just thinking about hopping on late. Like, and this feels like a really good Wendell Smallwood spot. I haven't heard anybody talk about Wendell Smallwood. It just seems like when you hear the minus 13 point spread, that just sounds like a LeGarrette Blunt script. But everyone knows and what Blunt can do. Like, this is, has Super Bowl aspirations. It's time to, like, start working on your whole team. Like, Patriots do this all the time. Like, they start working on things, like, even in games that help them, in, like, in later in the season. Like, it, I mean, maybe Doug Peterson won't, but it feels like a really good opportunity to get Wendell Smallwood in the role that you're going to need him if you play a Seattle in the playoffs, like this is the time to get that stuff worked out. 
there are going to be a couple guys that, you know, you hear about if you listen to podcasts or you read content about the DFS slate this week that are people are touting as kind of pay down options. And you need those pay down options because there's so many players who you want to pay up with, pay up for in such a tight pricing week, especially on DraftKings. Let's get to our next clip. This involves one of those guys. This comes from the football guys, um, the football guys show that comes out on Thursdays. This is tip and pick talking about a value wide receiver that he's considering. This game looks to be a shootout. They're going up against Dallas. And, uh, you know, Dallas is not necessarily uh, doesn't have a great secondary. And um, we know that Josh Doxson is, is um, you know, what we're seeing right now is Terrell Pryor's usage going down. Josh Doxson is finally getting healthy. They're, they're going to use him the way that they intended when they drafted him two years ago. Um, I think this is a good situation for him as well. So- All right, Siege, we talked about it off air. I think we're going to um, have our differing viewpoints about this. 3,900 for, for Josh Doxson. Your thoughts? I think this is a clear fit. Um, this is a game that opened at 51. We're now at 48. And some sports sports are now even at 47 and a half. Um, this is the game that's going to be most affected by the wind. Uh, the wind's going to get worse as the day goes on. It's one of the two 4 p.m. games. Um, Doxon, when this total was at 51, made a lot of sense. He was 3,900. There's going to be a, like three or four touchdowns to go around, uh, projected. It made a little more sense. Now I feel like the people are locked into Josh Doxon as their value guy, and the situation has changed. Um, now, you know, this is a very pass-heavy Washington attack, and if it's going to be very windy in this spot, which is what it looks like, Vegas is already moving this total way down um, in response to this. Um, I, I think this is not the same spot that we thought it was going to be on Tuesday or even Wednesday when, they, when these guys recorded it. Like, I'm curious, like, if they were to do the show today, if they would still be, have as much love for Doxon as they do. I liked him earlier in the week, but you can't play guys that are home run deep threats, red zone threats, in situations like this when they're going to be super popular. I, I, you just can't do it for me. No, I just don't think that Doxon is only a home. I mean, Josh Doxon is an epic, like, beast, dude. He's a, I understand. He's a, he's a, possession, so he's a possession receiver plus. I understand that. He made me so much money at TCU in college football. Like, he's I such a beast. I understand he's a beast. But they have yet to unleash. He's getting, he's getting 82% of snaps. He's, he's, he's been unleashed. It's he been done. 82% last week. We don't know what this That's what I'm saying. Eight. Last week. He's taking over the job. He's the sickest. You don't know know that. By the way, he hasn't actually performed on those snaps yet. By by the way. The guy's never had a double-digit DK point game in his career, and he's chalk. Top I, for one, I don't think he, that he's chalk, and he's top fifteen he in the chalk. league. He absolutely and is chalk. What is what is what does Jimino have him as? He's not gonna he's not gonna be chalk. I've I've heard very he's, few, I've heard like, very few people talk about that. He's, like he's projected at fifteen percent right now, and I'll take the over. He's one of the highest guys ranked on Roto Grinders premium content. Like everyone's been talking about him. He's got five because he's sick and he's playing a ton of snaps. And, he, he's, and he's sick. If he's so good, why hasn't he produced? Because he's – well, because he's been coming off injury. They, they, the, guy they, has, the guy literally has a career high of three catches. They, they, well, but here's the, he was hurt all last year, and he's just now coming off he's, – he's just now coming off being You're not being getting – And he's still – He's super talented, and he could go off in this spot. Yeah, if he was low-owned, it's a different story. As a popular option this week that's going to become more and more popular as people realize that there's no value – like it's not the this is not the same situation. They don't have a twenty six total. They have a twenty two total. Like they have one of the lowest totals on the slate now. 
and they can't then they can't run the football traditionally they can like in any way <laughs> they can dump it off to chris thompson as an extension of their run it works rob kelly's play. horrible so much ap has been terrible for, for me they're gonna they're gonna have to me, I, would take, I would take either buffalo guy over josh Dobson in this spot either <laughs> either, either buffalo <laughs> Oh, I, I, I Deontay love, Thompson? Uh, yeah, I love him this week. Love him. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we lock in a bet right now? Deontay yes. Thompson versus Dobson. Yes, 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 Book. yes. That'll be our bet. Book. <laughs> we're going to touch Josh Dobson versus that idiot. Oh, oh yes. Thompson, oh, so get, the, get the money in my pocket. <laughs> You're still down like three or four units. You say this every week and then you lose. <laughs> Okay. Sunday night and go, I can't believe I lost yet again. No, I didn't you're lose. Like I won. Takes the square, you're like the guy that takes the square. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I didn't lose last week. I won. It was Kyle Rudolph win? versus 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 Kittle. But, uh, All right. Kittle, um, but yeah, but let me just say one more thing about Doxon. You get a bunch of built in. You get a bunch of built in touchdown equity. Top 15 in the league and end zone and goal line targets per game. Even as a player, he's, he's not even the top red zone target on his own team. Yes, yes, he is. No, he's not. He is not. The top no, end not. zone, the top end no, zone not. target on, on, on his team. No, Absolutely. he's not. You think he's got good. Can we do another I'm, one? I'll take Jordan I'm, red zone targets over Doxon. No, no, no. I said end zone targets. End zone targets. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I chart him. Every, I I chart him myself he, every single he's week. He's healthy and he just absolutely matched last week. And his in his career I, obliterates the Cowboys. Let, let, let me see. Jordan Reed goal line and end zone targets. He's been so hurt far this season. He's got three in his last two games. He's finally healthy. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up here in a minute. I'm having trouble finding my my twenty-seven hundred this week. Like, give me Jordan Reed. He's eight hundred more than Doxon. That's obscene. Jordan Reed's a beast. Yeah, but thirty-nine hundred, man. Oh no, no, no. hey, I'm not gonna. It's only eight hundred more. Right. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say that. I'm as sure that Jordan Reed will be, you know, not a much better play than Josh Doxson. I'm just sure he's going to be a much better play than De- Deontay Thompson. Deontay Thompson will be ham this week. Ham. Well, well, Can we come back to this at the end of the show? Because I well, love this. Yeah, game. I mean, well, do, do you want to just talk about Deontay Thompson now or do you want to talk about it later? After we get I want to talk about that whole Oakland-Buffalo game in kind of like a spot. So let's just okay. skip to the end. Let's well, I mean, that's a good segue because uh, this, this next clip we have, uh, this is Evan Silva from the Roto World DFS Pick 6. Uh, actually talking about a wide receiver from that Oakland game. Rather than just looking at at players from like, ooh, they get it done or ooh, they don't get it done, you have to kind of realize what kind of players these players are. And I mean, you know, no one really talks about this more than you, Reeves. Um, and Amari Cooper is a very volatile player, and he has been that throughout his career. And in large part, I think that that is due to, and we all have our different theories, but I think that in large part, that is due to the way that he has been utilized. He's been utilized as like a strict X receiver who does not, he will, he runs down the sideline, doesn't get a lot of slot snaps. You know, they don't really create, manufacture easy catches for him. He runs really difficult routes and defenses attack him with their top cornerbacks. So that makes life very difficult mm-hmm. on Amari Cooper. And for that reason, he has been a, a boom-bust player, great best ball play, uh, you know, and he, someone that frustrates you in, in redraft or in daily fantasy. And, you know, he can have a great matchup, and sometimes it just won't happen. Um, so 
when, when you like get familiar with the, the types of players that these players are, you can be a lot more comfortable, you know, being able to look back at them and be like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, why did, why did that not happen in that scenario? Or, or, oh, wow, you know, they moved him into the slot last week and he caught six of his 11 pass it, uh, receptions in the slot. And if they keep doing that, guess what? He's going to draw Leonard Johnson, who's played for, you know, 11 different NFL teams in six seasons. And Amari Cooper, it's going to happen for Amari Cooper again. And uh, multiple people this week have noted that the Raiders offense, and I think you were even on this uh, at, at sometimes last year, uh, that the Raiders offense does not have any slowdown in 1 p.m. Eastern time games uh, across the country. Uh, they actually have very high scoring history with Derek Carr, a quarterback, in 1 p.m. Eastern time games across the country. And this Raiders, de this Bills defense, I think, is really not something that we should fear, especially in Amari Cooper's case. They got ripped by A.J. Green. They got ripped by Mike Evans. Um, they are going to be likely missing E.J. Gaines and Jordan Poyer, two of their four starters in the secondary. Uh, so it, it should, again, we are familiar with what kind of player Amari Cooper is throughout his career. He's not reliable. You, you can't say that he's reliable, but you can say that he has monster weak potential. And this is a, a week where it sets up nicely for him to deliver on that monster week potential. Okay. So that was Evan Silva in the um, Roto world DFS pick six show that comes out on Thursdays with uh, Evan Silva, Eric Crane and Lord Reeves. And he says that Cooper's volatile and that Cooper gets attacked with team's best cornerbacks. So he's boom bust, but Silva says you can go back to him in week eight of uh, siege. Yeah, your thoughts on Amari Cooper this week as the Oakland Raiders go to Buffalo? I mean, I love this game for the passing attacks. I'll start there. As I mentioned in the last segment, I'm very high on Deontay Thompson, Jordan Matthews, Tyrod Taylor. I'm very high on that passing attack. Um, I think this is uh, the Raiders were without both corners, without Carl Joseph. Um, they're, they're really, and they weren't even that good in the secondary to begin with. Um, this is one of the few games that doesn't have major win concerns. And uh, I really like the, the play-action deep ball because I think McCoy will be good enough to set that up. Um, on the other side, I think that sets up the Raiders to have to throw the football as well. Look, Cooper had a big week. There's no doubt about it. And, but until Cooper can prove to me that he can be a consistent red zone inside the 30s type guy and actually catch the ball and be reliable, I'm going to be overweight on Michael Crabtree every week it, because I know that that guy will catch his red zone targets. And I, I just don't have that faith in the level of Cooper. I know I think Cooper will be slightly higher owned based off the 47 he put up last week. And like if, if they were the same price and the same ownership, I would take Crabtree. And Cooper is going to be the, the higher owned guy. So for me, it's no doubt Crabtree. I will have Cooper. Um, this is probably the first week all season I will roster any Amari Cooper. Um, and it's simply due to my love of that game. I can't just fade like the, a, a, a legit option from a game I love. Yeah, I mean, to me – it just feels like everybody's going to be, like you said, it feels like everybody's going to be chasing Amari Cooper. That outburst was absolutely outrageous. But I will say, man, one thing Silva said that kind of, he mentioned Leonard Johnson. And Leonard Johnson runs like he has oatmeal in his pants. He's literally, I mean, I remember him from the senior bowl his year. He, he was getting burned all the time. I couldn't believe that he was even drafted by the Tampa Bay Bucks. He literally runs a 4-7-1. So if, if Cooper goes into the slot, he's going to burn this idiot. 
if he's not in the slot, if you PFF, I think has him, PFF has him going against, uh, yeah, Sharice Wright, who is giving out per PFF 0.41 fantasy points per route run, which is absolutely outrageous. That looks like the fourth best individual uh, wide receiver cornerback matchup that you can have. A.J. Green burned these guys. Mike Evans burned these guys. And here's the other thing. I like, I'm like, well, no, if anything Gaines, else. There's E.J. Gaines is the whole defense. Without E.J. Gaines, that defense is so beatable. Yeah, and, it will, and on top of everything else, I'm like, man, I can't get on Amari Cooper. You know, I can't do it. I'm looking for reasons not to. And then I even look back and I'm like, all right, well, the Raiders are traveling east for a 1 p.m. game, right? And I, but I, when I, look, I look back, man, and since Derek Carr's second season, if you, they've been good traveling east for 1 p.m. games. They, like, well, they, they they, score, they're, they're, they, good, they're good for DFS. Like, they play that Saints game where they didn't show up for the first half and then he threw for 300 yards. Like, they throw yeah. a ton on those 1 p.m. Eastern games. They just yeah. throw and throw. Well, I mean, the number of points, like, at, at, these are 1 p.m. Eastern games since, since, since Derek Carr, or since 2015, Derek Carr. Um, at Cleveland, the, the Raiders scored 27. At Pittsburgh, the Raiders scored 35. At New Orleans, as you just mentioned, the Raiders scored 35. At Baltimore, the Raiders scored 28. At Jacksonville, the Raiders scored 33. And at Tampa Bay, the Raiders scored 30. So um, it's, all, it's all through the air, too. Like, if you were to have the passing yards, it would be like 300 this, 300 that. It would just be all through the air. I just this game sets up for a shootout. It's one of the few games where the total's been rising all week, and I think it's going to rise even more on Sunday morning. I, hey, I, I love this spot. I really do. Any interest in any in either of these puny little pipsqueak Raiders runners, DeAndre Washington or Jalen Richard? I wish that they would tell me one was going to get a seventy percent, like a seventy thirty split. I well, you're not going to get that. <laughs> I, I probably would have rostered one in in some game stacks at that point, but realistic, like. I, I know DeAndre Washington's the better player, but my gut says Jalen Richard's going to end up with 70% of the workload, and I'm going to regret not having any, but I just can't pull that trigger. Jalen Richard, I've noticed, has the better touchdown prop, but I have about, it looks like I have about 60 early props in from a few of our offshore sources for our pro members at rosterwatch.com. And DeAndre Washington sure is coming up as a big value. Currently, out of the 60 props I have up, the fourth best on the board at 4,100. Buffalo's not that good a matchup, but he has a receptions prop of 3.5 and a rushing plus receiving yards prop of 55.5 with plus 200 touchdown odds. So that's projected scoring at about 11.05 points on DK at 4,100. That's 2.7x value based on that prop. Pretty good value this week in a week where we're starved for it. But I think I'm, I'm like Siege. I don't. Um, it's just, it's just it's really hard for me to get on board with either of these guys. I think they're going to be getting it through the air. That's what makes me just a little bit worried. I think I'm like Siege, though. I'm going to stick on the side of uh, I'm going to stick on the side of Michael Crabtree. I think Derek, Derek Cook too is an interesting contrarian option. He's getting a huge target share and has got some massive positive regression. Jared Cook always in play for me. If you've been uh, if you've been watching this show, Siege, this Siege, first, Siege first, as well. First week, the first week I'm, I've, I've even considered rostering Jared Cook, but I think it's a good oh, I thought I thought you and I were both on him. No, nah, I'm not a you, Cook guy. Both 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 on him last week. No, nah, I'm not um, a Cook guy, but I like his spot this week. Let's get to the next take. Uh, this one's not on the main slate. This is actually on the on the Monday night slate, but I thought it was really interesting because um, Scott Barrett said that this guy, this this wide receiver who completely crapped himself last week, is this week's play of the week. Uh, who was the other guy? You got uh, Demarius Thomas. You want to keep this one in oh, here at all? Man, yeah. So I love this. 
Um, he's coming off a brutal matchup in shadow coverage against Casey Hayward, who's easily been one of the best shadow cornerbacks in the league over the past few seasons. Um, so coming off of this down week, maybe we'll see him at low ownership. This season, Kansas City is allowing the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers who line up to their quarterback left after allowing the second most to those wide receivers last season. Thomas, meanwhile, has run 105 routes or 50% from his quarterback's left. That ranks 12th most among all wide receivers this season. Uh, basically, from a cornerback perspe perspective, I'm just talking about the side of the field, that means about 50% of his routes versus Terrence Mitchell. Uh, but it's more like more likely than not that Denver actually has him run even more routes from that side of the field to stay away from Marcus Peters. Mm -hmm. So let me just tell you a little bit about Terrence Mitchell. He's been targeted 65 times. He's given up 597 yards and five touchdowns among all non Antonio Brown wide receivers. That would be first in targets, first in yards, fourth in touchdowns. So Sanders should be out again, meaning more volume. He's the 23rd highest priced wide receiver on DraftKings, but ranks ninth in expected fantasy points the last two weeks with Sanders missing time. Uh, hopefully lower ownership than not. Haven't heard too many people talk about, but I think he's far and away the chalk of the league. All right. See, that's, that's our boy, Scott Barrett from PFF. He loves Demarius Thomas this week. We told everybody last week, um, you know, I asked you, you know, what about this Demarius Thomas talk? He's going to be getting all the volume. You said it's a complete uh, fade. I completely agreed. That was, uh, you know, completely right on. But this week, you feel any different going against uh, – I mean, it looks like he's probably going to go against Terrence Mitchell, and Terrence Mitchell certainly can cure, cure what ails you. My problem is that uh, uh, it's Arrowhead on a Monday night. I will not play opposing players in Arrowhead on a Monday night. I won't. I, I – I, I've been stupid enough to do that too many times. And you know what happens every time? The Chiefs come out there and they put a, a can of whoop-ass on you. And, and Trevor Simeon's not even that good, let alone like on a Monday night in Arrowhead. No chance. Only once in Demarius Thomas's career. That's, so that's dating back to, I guess, 20, 2010. Uh, so has he not either gotten to 100 yards or a touchdown in, in KC? Now, granted, that one time was last year. And only as he had complete, uh, real complete trash quarterback play outside of the, you know, I guess you could call it, you know, I guess he had fairly trashy quarterback play whenever Tebow was there. But, you know, this has certainly been one of the rougher stretches of quarterback play he's had. So maybe, you know, that, that goes to say something. Any, any, I know probably people are more interested in, in, in the main slate, but if you're playing on the Thursday through Monday, are you interested in a Kareem Hunt in this game? Any kind of uh, – any of these guys? Do you have any interest in any players on, on either side? If you're not going to be uh, not going to be going to the to the Denver skill players in Arrowhead, I, I, Hunt's fine. I just after watching Melvin Gordon last week and believing that was just simply the Denver D and not anything to do with Melvin Gordon's health. I watched that game over. Melvin Gordon looks fine. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Melvin Gordon, I'm sure, at some point. I, I, I just um, I'm just not going to attack running backs against Denver if I don't have to at this point. If, it, if I give you an over-under on eight and a half targets for Demarius Thomas, what would you take? Targets? Targets. Probably the slight under, but it's probably close. Okay. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Speaking of a target, uh, target monster, somebody who's going to be a target monster, and this is one I definitely want to talk to Siege about because there's just a lot of 
there's just a lot that has to do with this. This this comes from the Swole Cast, which is just an awesome show, man. You guys, I'm sure everybody watches it if you're watching this or listening to this. But it comes on on Fridays on Roto Grinders. You can listen back if you're a premium uh, subscriber with with uh, incentives on 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 any of the sites. Uh, this one comes from Mr. Tuttle, and he's talking about whether or not this wide receiver, who's going to be chalk, uh, whether or not he is a must play. AJ Green, a must play even with the high price tag Tuttle I'll let uh, Mr. Game Theory talk about this one. Yeah, we need we need Tuttle takes for wide receiver this week. I mean, I don't like saying must play for anything, uh, but he considering how weak the running back position is and that you're really only probably paying up for McCoy, I think you'll have the money to spend on Green if you want to. Um, and I, th- I think he's worthy of spending money on He's not a must play, but he's a, he's a very very good play. Um, his price tag's real nice on on Fanduel too. Uh, he he might be closer to a must play there than on DraftKings. Um, and on on Fanduel, like I said earlier, you can kind of jam in both uh, both Antonio Brown and AJ Green uh, for their main slate if you if you want to run Ingram in a in a cheaper running back. <laughs> okay, so that was Mr. Tuttle from the Swolecast. Um... Really sharp, really a sharp guy and a good player. Um, he's saying that considering how weak the running back position is, you probably have to spend up on AJ Green. But he said not a must play, but a very, very good play. Before I get, ask you about AJ Green seats, let me like, like we, like I said, like Tuttle's a sharp guy, so I like to listen to what he says. And whenever he says that the running back position is weak, that makes me perk my ears up just as an overall. Um, slate view kind of deal. Do you think the running back position is weak? I think it's horrifically weak. What, is, what does that mean? I think there's like six or seven viable options on the, in the entire player pool this week. Because there's no good value? There's no good value. There's no good, oh my God, what a catch. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, wow. That's going to be on Sports Center. Um, the look on your face said it all. <laughs> Sick. Um, I yeah, Notre Dame NC State game. If anyone's curious, uh, again I got him over here. Um, was it EQ St. Brown? No, it was actually an NC State guy. Oh, okay, yeah, nice blitz pickup too. Um, <laughs> I, I just this is a situation where I I like AJ Green a fair amount, but like heading back to running backs for a bit. It's just like I think there's like six or seven guys in my player pool right now, and I'm looking at expanding it to two more, and they're very fringy. They're so fringy, but I I just can't. Like I, I'm with him. I, I think it's a very weak running back core. The problem is that they're all expensive. There's, yes, well, that's what I mean. It's like he says it's so weak that you're going to be able to pay up, but it seems like since it is weak, I can't pay down. How am I going to be able I mean, to pay up for pay all these You just got to embrace some variants. You have to embrace some variants, whether it be Deion Lewis or whether it be Michael Smallwood or Joe Mixon. Like you have to embrace some variants with the guys that are cheap. Um, or if you just if you play two tight ends, you can make some. There's a lot of ways to find salary cap and make things work. I think I like Mike Evans more than AJ Green this week. I understand that Vontae Davis has not been like the Vontae Davis that we were like you were just wouldn't touch for years, but he's yeah. also not a scrub. It's not like Vontae Davis is terrible now. And like Lefell and Croft and Mixon and I just I wonder if there's just too many guys for AJ Green to have that 10 reception, 180 and two touchdown game. It's possible. I understand it. I just 
I think I would rather take Mike Evans, who I know is just a beast. And if they get in the red zone, we'll get all the looks. Yeah. And I mean, now that you bring it, like that was what I was going to bring up is just these Cincinnati guys. And I'm looking, I mean, I know we talk about it, like how I talk about my process involves, um, you know, the last thing I always like to do is, is look at these props. That's why I get the, the, the DraftKings flex values based on Vegas player props up for my uh, pro subscribers over at roster watch and try and get them up as early as I can from some of the different, uh, you know, books that send them to us. And three, I, like I said, I have 60 up so far from, I believe the either the seven or the eight first games and of the top seven values, three of them, are Cincinnati Bengals. The number one value on the whole board that's come in so far is Tyler Croft. And it's not like he has a monster prop, but at only 3K facing Indy, who our proprietary algorithm at Roster Watch says is the number three matchup on this week for tight ends. Only 3K, three and a half receptions for 36.5 yards and a plus 225 touchdown, uh, plus, plus 225 touchdown odds. That's projected scoring at, at exactly nine, which is exactly 3X value. You have Joe Mixon, who is sixth on the list at only 4,700, uh, facing the second-best running back matchup of the week, 62.5 rushing yards, two receptions, 15.5 yards with pretty good plus 125 touchdown odds, uh, 12.47 uh, points through the transformation. That's 2.65x value on that prop. And then I just can't – I could not believe that A.J. Green was number seven with this high salary because generally guys who are – that project as this high of values based on their props aren't guys who are like the highest priced guy on the slate. You know, that's just, that isn't how it works. It's usually these dinky 3k, 3.5 K guys, but at 8,600, man, AJ Green's got a, his early prop is massive 6.5 receptions for 98.5 yards with a minus 135 touchdown prop. If you bake in a three point bonus for him there for that hundred yards receiving, uh, 22.8 projected scoring 2.65 X. So it's good. I mean, it's good. I, I'm not, like, AJ Green's fine, but like if, if you play AJ Green, then you like either you're playing Joe Mixon and AJ Green and you're, and you're limiting your own ceiling before you even start. Well, I, yeah, I, yeah. What you can do just, you're basically then saying Ross LaFell and Croft can't get a touchdown. It's just, I don't know if I really want to be on that, on that side of the aisle. So I, again, like it really just depends on, what I do at running back um, right now, I want to be overweight on Mixon, but you know, I, I just, I, I like Evans a lot this week. I, I like some other guys like Crabtree we've talked about. I just, I really don't know if AJ Green's, I, I'm, I'll probably be overweight on the field on AJ Green, but it won't be like this massive stand probably. Are you worried about Joe Mixon that Marvin Lewis is a huge donk? He doesn't like to play rookie snaps. Am I worried? Yes. Do I have an option this week? No. Like what's my option? I play heavy Dion Lewis or small one. That could literally put up like one. What about Matt Forte? Oh, stop it. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a nice prop himself, but Matt yeah. Matt Forte, let's stop. He sucks. Yeah. We're not talking about Matt Forte. <laughs> no, I'm putting down the hammer. No. Just saying. We already did All that right. once this year. We're done. We're at our Matt Forte quota. Did, did we talk about Forte? We did. It was our very first show, and I thought it was our very last show. Where- <laughs> Sorry, man. I didn't mean to bring up Matt Forte twice. Uh, that, that, that's definitely for sure. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's get that Matt Forte taste out of our mouth and um, get on to the next play, which is a play that I really love. I'll be interested to hear what Siege says. We said it last week, when Warren Sharp comes on the, the uh, Sharp DFS analysis show with Chris Gimino and Chris Raybon, 
and he breaks out all of his charts and he shows you all the different stuff about run this way and run this way. And this is the strength of schedule. And this is what they do in the first half. And he, he goes on for six or seven minutes about a play. It's something that's going to perk my ears up, especially if it's one that I've kind of been thinking about all week long. It, it, it happened last week with Zeke Elliott. It got me on 100% Zeke Elliott across all my cash games and all my tournaments. Uh, not quite as comfortable with, with this play, but uh, let's hear which running back that Warren Sharp likes this week that's a little bit more contrarian. Look, Jordan Howard, he has had a tremendous season in terms of what his production is and what his performance is, but obviously it's kind of like a tale of two seasons. You got with Trubisky and you've got with Glennon. And with Trubisky, this team has had to resort to a lot more gimmicks and uh, fewer pass attempts from the quarterback position. And, you know, Quite frankly, it's it's become like a laughing stock of the league between um, a lot of the analysts out there. It's like, well, what the hell are these guys going to do next? This is such a joke. This is like Tim Tebow's offense, and John Fox was there too. And um, so it's it's a lot of a lot of fun and a lot of games. But here's the thing, um, you know, I like to take it always at times. So I guess I contradict itself, but many times I take a, a um, contrarian perspective when I'm looking at games, because that's where you're going to find value. You're not going to find value going with the herd. I think the Bears are going to be able to run the ball against this 40, uh, against this New Orleans Saints defense. And here's why. If you look at their strength of schedule, they played the Packers last week. You almost have to throw that game out of the window. The Packers went totally run heavy because they never go run heavy. They have a new quarterback. They, who, they don't have Aaron Rodgers in there. So they're trying to run the ball a ton which is a strategy they're not used to doing. And the Saints were able to play through that and limit this offense to a great extent. But that game was pretty close throughout. That was a, that was a competitive game throughout. Um, and the Saints did get the cover ultimately at the very end. But the Packers were playing like a lot of people expected them to play, which is hard, tough-nosed football and, uh, you know, nearly pulling out the outright upset. But apart from that, who have the uh, Saints played defensively in terms of running offenses. They played the Lions, who, who are not very good at running the football whatsoever, got to such a massive hole that they couldn't really run the football. The uh, Miami Dolphins over in London, we just seen the Miami Dolphins are also not good at running the football. Carolina, I don't know what the hell's happened to Carolina. This is my next investigatory piece to do is what's going on with Carolina's rushing offense. I know Khalil's not there, but this team is cannot run the football to save their life this year. So they played them. That's who they played the last four weeks, teams that cannot run the football. And the two teams they played to start the season, when they did play Dalvin Cook, they lost that game outright 29-19. to When they did play Tom Brady and the Patriots running offense, they lost that game outright 36-20. to I'm not actually suggesting that the Bears go in there and win the game outright, but I do think we've got a great spot for Jordan Howard to run the football effectively. If you look at the Saints' defensive numbers, yes, they are number six against the pass, but they're number, they're the fourth worst team against the run, and they've only played a much below average schedule of run offenses. I think it's a great opportunity to use a lot of formations, diversity in scheme, and for the Chicago Bears to run the football a ton against the Saints defense. I think even if they start trailing, they're going to run the ball. They're going to keep at the run game, regardless of the score in this game because they know that that's their best success in terms of moving the ball down the field. They're going to pass the ball off of that. 
And, and I do think that Trubisky's going to attempt more passes than he did last week. And guess what? Some of these are probably going to be successful. Like, he's not going to be the worst quarterback in the world. But I think they're going to run the football a lot more here. And that's why I think when nobody wants to play a large road underdog um, in a spot against the Saints, we, nobody's going to want to start a running back in that situation. This is a time that you want to start this guy. And I think he could have some success. All right, guys, I'm telling you, whenever you got to watch the sharp DFS analysis here on Grinders Live, it comes out on uh, Friday nights. Uh, it's, it's available for listening on demand in the podcast here, here on Grinders Live. Honestly, Alex, if they don't know that by this point, I'm done. Like, if they yeah. haven't watched the show, by <laughs> okay. like, it's their own fault. We've, we've only told them for eight weeks, like, that's it, we're done. Like, do what you want at this right. point. Whenever, I'll, keep, I'll yeah. keep whatever edge is left for myself. <laughs> whenever Warren Sharp starts twisting his mustache and getting real maniacal and showing the charts and, and going on for you know five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes about all the analytics about these players, just my my ears perk up. I faded my own risk. Jordan Howard has been a guy I've been thinking about all week. Sharp says his he has a contrarian perspective on this. He says that John Fox is running a Tim Tebow offense uh, right now and. This is going to be one that, that you know, he thinks Chicago is going to be able to go in there, run the football. John Fox is going to say, I don't care if we win or if we lose. We don't want Trubisky putting up the football against this, this Saints defense that has been very advantageous at home with how much Marshawn Lattimore has come on and how good they've been against the pass there in the Dome. They have, they, I don't think that they have anything that they can do in this situation. I mean – Besides, they just traded for Don, Don Trell Inman. That's how bad their wide their their wide receiver core is. They th- this is a Zach Miller, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard offense with Jordan Howard getting the vast majority of all the touches. I I think that Jordan Howard is a is a fine play this week. I will be honest. I had never considered Jordan Howard before I heard this clip. <laughs> you didn't. I just thought this is a Saints route spot. I see the I see the game flow in which this works. If this game were in Chicago, I would love this spot more. I I never do want to like spout like spurt flaws in Sharp's logic because they're very few and far between if they even exist. But I think comparing the Saints run D on the road versus the Suns Saints run D at home versus Trubisky in that weather spot is just this is just a, a Trubisky in a dome. Like, if the Bears fall down 10-0, they're done. They're just done. And, like, as much as they're like, oh, we'll just run the ball and get out of there with a loss. Like, that does that, – that, teams try to win games. They're not going to throw it in, like, towel like that. Like I don't think Fox tries to win. <laughs> not sure he is. I just – I love the spot for the Saints D. If I'm going to not play the Saints D, I'll probably get in some Howard because he's a nice mid-tier cheaper back that has some upside. You know, I just – I just, how many road quarterbacks go into the Saints dome and just like actually play well, let alone like a rookie with no offensive talent around him? I just well, is isn't that more argument for for the fact that the staff <laughs> wanted to hand it to Jordan Howard? Eight in the box, eight in the box. What's Trubisky gonna do? He's gonna throw. Okay, good, but that means Jordan Howard's not getting points. I just I just think the Saints D at home versus the Saints D on the road is just I I just I. I get it. I get what he's saying. I understand it running back. Like it, it, the Jordan Howard price tag, there's absolutely nothing. And like, I will have wit, like just out of pure respect for Sharp, I will own Jordan Howard. Let me see but what like, you mean. He, like, he's more than Christian McCaffrey. 
He like, is. I just, as much as Christian McCaffrey, for some reason, is not getting any carries between the tackles and isn't getting any rhythm. He's looking like, kind of, he's, he's looking a little bit more puny than I thought he would. I just I, a little smart, a I little just, more like a Woodhead than a than a than a Reggie Bush. I just I just think that they give him some carries. I know I know I'm such a homer on this. But I just give right. the guy some carries. I watched him in college, just like on carry fifty, carry twenty, he would just break one. Like just give him the shot. But like right. this, is good, this is, I guess it's the Tampa D. This team has given up. You know, what? I'm actually gonna steal it. Uh, this is from Josh ADHD. He sent this to me, and hopefully he doesn't get too mad that I share this with you all. <laughs> Why would he get mad? I don't know, because he sent it to me in a private Slack. Hopefully he'll get mad. He's he, I don't think he'll care, but he won't care. If he does, I apologize to <laughs> I apologize to Josh if he cares. Let me pull this up real quick here. Uh this is and this is passing attacks allowed the running backs here since week two. So 10 targets against the Bears, uh, eight targets against Minnesota, six against the Giants, 12 targets allowed against the Patriots, one the Adrian Peterson random game, and then 10 last week to the to uh Buffalo. So if I could pencil in 10 to 10, 8 to 10 targets for Christian McCaffrey at 6,200, it's kind of a nice spot at 6,200. Wind concerns, shorter passing. You know, Tampa, D not the best D in the world. McCoy just went off on him last week. Stewart's limited with a toe injury. We, he will play, but we don't know how much. I, I mean, there's the, a lot more profit potential on McCaffrey in this spot than there is in Howard. The corpse of Adrian Peterson sliced and diced these idiots. That that was different. They were without like half their guys. Like it, that's a little different. McCaffrey is. Um, I mean, I don't think that. I mean, he's McCaffrey's averaging six point five receptions per game. I don't think that there's any. I don't think there's any reason that you can to, not to think that he's going to get. What did you say? You were hoping for uh, eight 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 targets to to solidify that four PPR. I think that that's absolute. I think I, I think I would say that I would take the over on that any day. Let me see. Let me see if I have a prop on on McCaffrey. I think I got one in a little earlier. It's just, it's just a good. It's a good game, and it's a, it's kind of a nice spot. A kind of a spread it out, throw the ball around type spot. Let me see. Yeah, McCaffrey has a receptions prop of five and a half, and an over under of rushing plus receiving of sixty two point five. So, so that's a I think twelve. Plus 135 touchdown odds makes it more between like a kind of a 14.5. Yeah, I just I just think there's a lot of ceiling there too. Like if, if no, Stewart carries, carries, I just I feel like there's a lot more ways for McCaffrey to get to 20 to 25 than there is for Jordan Howard. I feel like it's a very narrow road for Jordan Howard to get there. And but then it's you Warren Sharp, like I risk, I will play Jordan Howard merely because <laughs> Warren Sharp could tell me to play like some guy <laughs> I've never heard of. And if he yeah. went off for five or six minutes with charts, I'm in. Like right, I'm in. That's it. Like I'm just in. Like it's the charts. Like, if you, it's like, if you on the charts. Watch, yeah. If you watch those charts back, I'm like Ezekiel last week. And he's like, they will run over the right guard, and you look at that <laughs> first touchdown run. Yeah, they ran it right over the right guard. Yeah, right over it, 75 yep. yards in the end zone. The next one, right over the right guard. Like it was incredible how right he was. It, it was basically like they basically read his stuff. How right they were. It was incredible. It well, was I told incredible. Well, I told you that the Dallas Cowboys analytics department does purchase uh, products from a lot of different suppliers. I wasn't right. going to say that on air, but you know, yeah, I'm not saying that they buy them from him, but they do buy products like like that from a lot of folks like that. Um, so let's see. Um, when we're talking about those guys, like in, I just be, before we kind of get into our hot takes and our big uh, our our big calls for the week and our bets, it sounds like we already have our bet pretty much wrapped up. But you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna cry. 
Well, he's, uh, he's gonna put up a yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, you're gonna be trying to get Thompson's gonna throw for like six and one thirty and two, and you're gonna be like, well, um, De- Deontay Thompson. <laughs> that guy's gonna be a million bucks tomorrow. Okay. Um, that clip ready to go. Yeah. Um. But talking, talking, talking. I just can't believe we're talking about Deontay Thompson, who was undrafted out of <laughs> like his best season in college. He had like 500 yards. Um, all right, but anyway, let's. Uh, as far as the, um, as far as just like these mid-priced uh, runners, kind of like a McCaffrey was a little built, of, a little bit of built-in floor with the receptions. Have you thought at all about Alvin Alvin Kamara Alvin Kamara this week? To maybe it seems like Mark Ingram's going to be super chalky. Yeah, I, I like Kamara. I think he's a nice he's a nice pivot. But again, like you, it, for Kamara to hit his ceiling, the Bears have to put up points. So I actually wouldn't mind like a Howard Kamara combination. Oh, but it has right. to be competitive for Kamara to be getting his catches out of the backfield. Okay, so if it, so, you you would prefer at at the price McCaffrey? I believe is sixty two hundred. Kamara is fifty nine hundred. You're going to be taking McCaffrey there almost every day of the week. Probably. Do you know what too about now we talk about that wind? Wouldn't that wind maybe kind of since Cam is he's been looking actually pretty good lately, but he's generally been so inaccurate. Like maybe those low ADOT targets to Christian McCaffrey, if it is super windy, they could kind of go to those a little bit more. That's well, that's what I'm saying. Like there's just a lot more ways for him to like mash value. Now, can Christian McCaffrey be as lackadaisical as he's been so far this season? Sure. Um, but Again, it's a situation where I just I think there's a lot more roads for him to be get to tournament winning value than there is for Jordan Howard. You always hate Julio Jones. Do you hate him this week at New York Giants? Let's talk about all that that one drive. They're down three touchdowns where he gets five catches and a freaking touchdown. I just want. Did you see that touchdown? He beasted. I mean, yeah, it's a Patriots game. Of course, I saw it. But... <laughs> he so, beasted so, it. Oh, so he mad. came out of the he came out of the fog like some kind of epic, just so primordial mad. beast and just. Snatch the football. I was so mad. But, so but, 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 I mean, do you like him this week? I mean, at Roster Watch, we have it as our number 11 matchup of the week on the on the matchup tool. I mean, Morris Claiborne has been a little bit better this year, but I don't think he's any match for Julio Jones. I, I mean, I, I just the weather there, you know, and see, uh, putting my real life hard earned dollars on Steve Sarkeesian calling smart plays just feels like a really insane thing to do. Any interest? You had interest last week in Jack Doyle. I'm not sure how that I do out like Jack you. Doyle. I do like him. It's kind of like this guy is going to catch six balls for 60 yards and maybe happens to score a touchdown. I'm in good shape. Well, I just keep thinking about what am I going to do if I do get in these Cincy players? If I do get Andy Dalton to AJ Green and Cash, what could I bring it back with? If I'm because the you more and more bring it back with anything, that's the that's the whole problem with the Bengals. It's like there's literally like five guys who can score a touchdown. I just are you good? Are you, so you're not going to be as heavy on the Bengals as the field? I don't know. It depends on the weather. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, the, I, I don't want how about this. I don't want to be, but I again, I'm going to. I'm willing to be very flexible and open-minded based on the situation that comes around. We talked earlier about the Oakland side of the football, and you talked about the Buffalo passing game that you're so that you're so very interested in. No interest in Lashawn McCoy. I would I would guess. I don't hate him. I just think it's overpriced now. Eighty-seven hundred. Like takes all the upside out. Like to win a tournament, I want him to be like in the somehow get to 30. And I just, I think it's a very narrow road for him to get to 30. I would much rather take a guy like Muffin Gordon. I mean, 
And then we, we haven't even talked about the highest price runner on the main slate, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I mean, Zeke is Zeke. Do we have to announce like Zeke is good at football? Do we need to do we need to analyze that? Well, I mean, it's 25% ownership. I mean, at 9,200, it seems like at 90, 92, I mean, Zeke's good at football, but I mean, what do you what do you feel like you need to get from him to 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 get have that payoff? Do you need 30? A little under 30 would be fine in tournaments. You think what you? I mean, what do you think? Twenty six and a half. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you told me he was going to get that, I would roster him everywhere. Like I would just, you know. So I, I think he's fine. I just my love for Melvin Gordon is just through the roof in this spot. I, I love everything about this spot for Melvin Gordon. So I, I, he's the guy that I'm just going to be penciling in as my high price guy, and I hope I get another thirty five point game. I, I love this spot for him. I really do. And in that same game, we talked to we talked about some of the other players, but. On the other side, I think Chris Thompson, despite his lack of touches, is probably going to be pretty popular. It looks like Jamino has him at 12.5%. Oh, you got to hold on to the ball. <laughs> that would have been an epic catch. He, he, he usually does. I know. What, That's why I was excited. I turned around. I was like, <gasps> what do you think about Chris Thompson? Are you going to have any of them? I think he's fine. It's just, I just, he's, he's overpriced. Like, again, like what's the turn, like in cash games, fine. Like he's not going to hurt you, but like tournaments, like what's the road for him to mash? It's all, it's like, it's two touchdowns. And so like anytime that the value guy that I need to have is like, it's his road to getting a tournament value is two touchdowns. I just get queasy about it. Cause like those games are so rare. It's not like he's going to go out there and, you know, put up like a hot, you know, get a ton of yards and a ton of receptions. It's just, like, is he going to go in this spot? Is he really going to go nine catches for 140 and a touchdown? Like, I just don't see it. So, again, like, I just don't really like this. I really don't like the running back guys this week. I really don't. All right. So, you, you talked earlier about how you're paying down at quarterback. It looks like Andy Dalton is going to be the most popular option this week. Um, are you are you looking at all at Tyrod Taylor? Are you Ty- looking – Love oh yeah, because be, you're gonna pair him up with those with those wide receivers. You and keep then, laughing, um, man. You keep laughing. The person's gonna keep having more yeah. clips for me to go to next week. Bye, my name. It's fine. And then, um, and then Russell, and then and then Russell Wilson. Um, are you, any any interest there? Six point five k. I mean, Houston. I they, this I team, this team just walked out of the facility. Who knows where their heads are going to be? Houston, like this was our this was a Houston was going to get blown blown up spot before all that happened. So like, I'm hoping people just don't all hop on to Seattle. I love Seattle this week. I love Ball. I love Baldwin and I love Russell. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to be a little. I was hoping he's going to be a little bit more under the radar. It looks like Jamino has him cranked up to where he's going to be about as popular. Just, I mean, not as popular as Dalton. Boy, Dalton is going to be really heavily owned this week. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of exposure to him to take to get over the field in tournaments. What's he? What's he got of it? Like fifteen? No, twenty. Which is a which is a lot for a. It's a lot. I've, I haven't seen him. You know, pop one of these quarterbacks. I mean, that's the years. that's the weather fit. That's the weather factor, though. Like that's what we're talking about. Like that's what it's going to do. That's games in a dome. Like that's a, you know, if people are blowing their lineups tonight and they're not going to be around tomorrow morning, or well, I can play Andy Dalton. I know he's going to play in a dome. He won't have a weather problem. All right, I won our bet last week. I I was I was I came out forty percent of the snaps. Okay, came out came out victorious. I told Siege that the Dallas Cowboys are a bad uh, tight end matchup. He played plenty snaps. Congratulate! Like he can't even <laughs> count that. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll chalk that one up for AD. Um, uh, also, I think my bold call last week was no good. I had Robert Woods 
for over 20 points on DK. I think, I mean, he wasn't a total bust, but I think he only had like 11. What was yours last week, Siege? I have no idea. I forgot. I don't think it was right. I don't so. think it was right either. <laughs> okay. So our bet this week is we're going to go dollar for dollar, Deontay Thompson versus Josh Doxson. Uh, that I thing was booked very ops. I, I love it more than you do. And then, uh, well, and you, then you want you want to put you want to put the you want to make it two jelly bean units? Yeah, yeah, man. Let's yeah, no, let's put a multiplier on it. Okay, let's that's fine. I gladly will put two jelly bean units on it. And then we'll uh, and then let's. Do you have any bold calls? I'm so stupid. I never think to get them done before we uh, come on the show. Melvin Gordon for 35 DK points. Melvin Gordon for 35 D. That is a hot take. I love Melvin. I can't ever make him as hot as you make him, Siege. I mean, I could have gone for 30, but, like, I, I love Melvin Gordon this week. I really do. Um, I think the Patriots try to take out Keenan Allen. They've had really good success trying to take out number one corners. Teams are not disciplined enough to just run the ball against the Patriots. They get in this game and they're like, oh, we have to throw now. And then the Patriots just get you to get like, get you to play outside of your element. Like, the Falcons went for a fourth down. I knew they were going to lose the game as soon as they went for that first fourth down in the first quarter. <laughs> it's like – Pages have already won the mind game. It's over. <laughs> they need to hire you, brother. Oh, all, all right. Let's see. Speaking of the speaking of the Patriots last week, I'll go with a player from that game last week. I will say that Mohamed Sanu goes for 20 points on DraftKings. There you go. That's at the hot. New York Jets. See, that's a hot take. I like it. <laughs> there you go. All we have here is hot takes. We can't thank you guys. Enough for joining us. So you can find all the Siege's work here on Roto Grinders. Uh, find him here on Grinders Live. And also his tournament tactics package is available now for NFL and NBA. Also in season for MLB. I'm an actual, I've been a user of the NBA tournament tactics package. I can't tell you guys enough. It's, it's, an, it's an easy way to print cash. So go and give that a look. My name is Alex Dunlap. You can find all of my work at rosterwatch.com. With a pro membership. Again, you can hear me tonight on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. A lot of DFS talk tomorrow morning, a ton more DFS talk, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern for the game day edition. So for Siege, I am Alex Dunlap. This has been the DFS Weekly Roundup. We are getting the hell out of here. <laughs>